Sawate to Skippoli. Welcome again to another episode of Latin and Layman's. Now, having done a grammar episode, now I'm going to go back into some etymology, but this time I'm going to talk a lot about bones. I'm going to talk a lot about joints. I'm going to talk a lot about things involving the body, starting off with the spondylolis thesis. Now, if you've never heard of the term spondylolis thesis and you want to know and you're curious about how we can do an A plus B plus C situation with this kind of stuff, then I urge you to listen on in. Give me some love, some support on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Some love, maybe some kind words, letting letting me know that y'all are there and that I'm not just talking to myself throughout this entire process. But regardless of if I am, then you know what? I'm just getting better at speaking because that's my MO at this point. I'm getting better at my craft in delivering my material as well as understanding my material more because I can always learn more and grow and become a better educator um, and just more big brain all around. And that's what it's all about because as I quote from my very, very wise mother, looks fade, but dumb is forever. So let's not be dumb. Let's invest in our minds just as much as we see all these people on TikTok investing in their muscles by, oh my gosh, I was just reading an article about this, about the amount of steroid usage and the astronomical rates of these young teenagers and 20-somethings that are taking exogenous testosterone, X meaning out of, ogenous coming from gens gentis, which means clan, um, tribe, uh, generation, genealogy, that kind of stuff. So if you are basically pumping yourself with exogenous testosterone and not leaving your free testosterone, your actual testosterone within your body to do its own dealio, then why would it keep its free testosterone if your body's already being given exogenous testosterone to bump up your weight? That's what happens is then these guys come off, they have hormonal imbalances, their estrogen progesterone is out of whack, and their testosterone plummets to the nth degree because their free testosterone, the ones that are naturally occurring within your body, are no longer utilized because if you're taking in a bunch of testosterone, then why would your body need to make more of it? It would just make an exuberant amount. And if you have too much testosterone in your body, that can also be very, very detrimental. Okay. We all have testosterone. We all have estrogen. Yes, both men and women do. In fact, women have a greater amount percentage wise of testosterone than they do estrogen. If you didn't know, that's actually the case, but it's just not nearly as much as what men have in terms of testosterone, right? Women who think that they're going to get bulky by lifting weights. I'm sorry, you guys. I don't mean to say that you're wrong, but respectfully, you're wrong because although you have testosterone, you don't have the hormonal capabilities to produce the amount of testosterone that a man would in order to create that anabolic response. Ana meaning upwards, bolism referring to throwing up, aka throwing up more muscle upon muscle on your body. Okay. In fact, the more that you think about it, with the beautiful ratios of testosterone to estrogen for women, you guys are in the perfect state for if you start to lift weights and you do this in a, in a very good, um, pragmatic, 
uh, way, I don't know, you know, and you're not, you know, overextending yourself, you could become that lean, sculpted, toned individual that you think you you will be if you just do a bunch of running or cardiovascular exercise. I challenge you to change your paradigm and think otherwise because the more muscle mass that you have on your body, the less that you're going to deal with any of these sort of situations that I'm going to talk about here in a hot second, starting with spondylolisthesis, going all the way to osteo myelitis to osteoporosis to osteomalacia, okay? So if you really, really, really want to take care of your body and you want to be able to lift overhead when you're 70 years old or you want to pick up your kid that's running or your grandkid that's running towards you at the age of 65 or 70 and not be in pain while you do so, then listen up. Let's invest in our bodies. But by investing in our bodies, we can invest in our minds because if you know the knowledge behind it, then you have an added extra layer um, in order to basically train and work out in a more efficient way. It's not about working harder. It's about working smarter. You guys know this. We all know this, especially being a teacher. We know this spondylolisthesis. This is defined by a slipped vertebra. That's it. Spondylos is a vertebra. That's what it means in Greek. And in the plural, it means the backbone. Okay. So the backbone, spondylolis plus thesis, olisthesis. It's not actually thesis because remember thesis in Greek means a statement or an idea, but olisthesis comes from olisthenian, which means to slip. So literally A plus B, olisthenian plus spondylolis, spondylos rather, sorry, which means a slipped vertebra. Boom, shakalaka, A plus B, aka what is it defined by? A slipped vertebra. That's what it means literally and according to almighty Google. So don't at me. Spondylosis. Spondylosis, however, involves the separation of the pars interarticularis, inter meaning between RT, referring to um, R3, it's a derivation of, which means joint. So between the joint, pars refers to part, part of in between the joint that is involved in the backbone because we have a lot of joints within our, um, our vertebra. As you guys can see, if you're sitting upright, you can both fold forward, you can extend overhead and look overhead, you can twist your body. That's what your vertebra also does. It helps in the rotation of your trunk. So spondylolisthesis is a, a slipped vertebra versus spondylosis. Osis refers to the breakdown of, and spondylos refers to a vertebra. Involves the separation, aka the breaking down, of the pars interarticularis. Okay, so now you know. Atherosclerosis. Athro, sclera, and osis. Athro actually means groats. What are groats? It's kind of like the non, um, the non, uh, it's a type of grain, essentially. Look up what groats are. Um, but we have arthro, or athro, rather, groats, sclera, refers to hardening, and osis means the dis disease condition of. So 
atherosclerosis is a medical disorder that damages the lumen of the arteries by plaque deposits. So atherosclerosis is mostly a failure of controlled cholesterol and fat levels in the body that can happen from hypertension, um, a chronic state of inflammation. Next one we have though here is arthrosclerosis. Again, getting into it, not atherosclerosis, arthrosclerosis. What does that mean? Arthro referring to joint and then sclera referring to hard. So arthrosclerosis just refers to the disease conditioning of the hardening of the joints. Okay, so that's what atherosclerosis is. This is also where we get arthropod. Arthropod, arthro, joint, pod, coming from pedes, which means feet. Arthropod are invertebrate animals having an exoskeleton, an outer skeleton, a segmented body, and a pair of jointed appendages basically. Okay. That's what they are. Um, jointed creatures. Arterial sclerosis, however, is a little bit different because arterio in, in Greek means windpipe. Sclera refers to a hardening and osis disease condition of. So arterial sclerosis is the disease that blocks the walls of the arteries due to the aging process. See how all of these sound very similar, but there are slight derivations in the prefix there versus whether it's athero, A-T-H-E-R-O, referring to groats, arthro, A-R-T-H-R-O, referring to joint, or arterio, A-R-T-E-R-I-O, which refers to windpipe. All of those giving us different definitions for uh, disease conditions of relating to the body. And in this case, things that are a lot of the time age related. Osteoarthritis. So if you have osteoarthritis, osteo, bone, arthro, joint, itis, inflammation. Osteoarthritis is the inflammation of the joints of the bone, essentially. It's a degenerative joint disease in which the tissues in the joint break down over time. This is also where we get osteopenia. Osteo, again, meaning bone. Penia referring to poverty. A decreased bone mass is what this refers to. Poverty of the bone. This is the preliminary delio that leads later into, excuse me, osteoporosis. Osteo again, bone. Poro coming from porous and or pores, because if you look at bones, they are porous in nature. And then osis referring to the breakdown of the, the disease condition of. So when you have osteoporosis, you have the disease condition of the pores breaking down within the bone. And that's just the more... Um, degenerative form of osteopenia. Finally, osteomalacia. Osteo again, meaning bone. Malacia coming from malakos, malakos, which means uh, soft. It's uh, the, it's little bits uh, in the beginning that mal actually in Latin means bad. That's where we get malaria from. Osteomyelitis is an infection of the bone, whereas in osteomalacia, we have a softening of the bone. 
Okay, so osteomalacia is more common in women, and it happens often during pregnancy. Osteomyelitis, osteobone, myle referring to muscle or marrow, and itis referring to the inflammation of, and that would be the inflammation of the bone itself versus the softening or the breakdown of in accordance with osteomalacia. In both cases, though, in osteomalacia and osteoporosis, bones can be caused to break because of the situation of uh, those conditions. So if you learned something new, I hope that you guys uh, head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all that good stuff. Throw some love and support. Regardless, I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your days as I headed off with Tempus as Discatere.